Hello and welcome to Talking Flutes Extra podcast. And more importantly, welcome back everybody. As you know, we've just finished our month's break during August from recording our Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra pods and are back with a bang and renewed energy and vigour with a great series of flute pods planned for the coming weeks and months. As many of you will know, the biggest flute convention in the world happens annually in the USA and is called the NFA, for short, or National Flute Association Convention. And each year, this event travels to a brand new US city, with flute players travelling from around the world, let alone from all over the USA. It's a fabulous and truly very friendly flute convention to attend. The 2019 NFA was held in early August at Salt Lake City, and as I couldn't make it, I was sadly in Asia at the time, sadly, well, I was in Asia at the time anyway, I passed the Talking Flutes podcast duty over to the lovely Eftier Akudis, a Trevor James Low Flutes artist and founding member of the Beta Quartet, to give you a feel of this year's event. So over to you, Eftier. Hello, beautiful people around the world. We are in the United States of America, where the 47th National Flute Association Convention is happening this year, in Salt Lake City, Utah. I am Eftihir Arcudis, and I will be taking over the podcast. For those of you who do not know who I am, I am a Trevor James Low Flutes artist. I play on an alto flute, and I'm also a founding member of Beta Quartet, who just performed yesterday, and you will hear a little snippet of our performance in this podcast today. Beta performed on the first full day of the National Flute Association Convention. We were one of the first events to take place around 10.15 a.m. in the morning in Ballroom F 
It was a very big room, and we were very excited to perform for our first time at the National Food Association Convention, where we did the world premiere of Anze Rosman's Waking of the Green Spring, and we also performed Heike Beckman's uh, Levada, an arrangement by our own member, Tatiana Cassetta. So, girls, do you want to share how you felt with the performance? Sure, yeah. Um, so, my name is Meg Brennan, and um, I think the highlight for me was... She's our awesome bassist, by the way. <laughs> the highlight for me was um, performing all of that from memory. I felt like we were able to make a connection with the audience um, in a different type of way um, that, you know, it made us really... We were really excited and really energized by the energy we were receiving from the audience. Uh, yeah, uh, this is Alyssa Schwartz, um, and for me, what I was really happy about is we've navigated some difficulties and trials being a long-distance quartet with two of our members in West Virginia and two of our members in Michigan, and so working on um, some of the more refined things of our playing, like being very careful with ensemble vibrato and tone color, in addition to having things memorized, was a really good challenge for us. And um, we actually haven't had a chance to work on the piece all together since we last met um, about a month ago. So I had some nerves coming into this just hoping that everything we had worked on would have stuck and that we could kind of get that last level of, of perfection or higher artistry. Um, and I was really happy because we were able to do that and I think in part um, it was just such a comfortable space and such a kind audience that it felt like a really like healthy, happy place to perform. Yeah. So that was yeah. a really nice feeling. I agree. It was, it was great. And um, just to mention that Tatiana is not with us right now because she's at the flute specialist booth in the exhibit hall working, as Beta was very lucky to be fully sponsored by flute specialist and Rob Johnson. And so we're here with his help, and we are working at the booth and meeting and greeting people, and it's just great to get to see all these people that have traveled from around the world. Um, to come share their talents with us. So as I'm heading towards the exhibit hall, we're going to get Tatiana's uh, feelings and opinion about yesterday's performance. And anything else you'd like to add, girls? Just thanks, Rob. We appreciate thanks, it. Rob. <laughs> thanks, NFA. And thanks, Trevor James, because yes. just recently we received our base, and now we can perform this Amen. all this groovy new repertoire on our alto and bass flutes. Yeah, mm. give me five, Woo. Meg. Woo! Tatiana. Tatiana, hello. Hey, how are you? I want you to share a word with us of how the performance of Beta was early this morning. It was a lot of fun. I think we... We really were able to express ourselves and show other people, um, you know, what we've been working on. And we're able to play for people who have been following us, um, following our adventures. And we had a lot of fun. You know, it's always fun to play with your friends. Yes. So. In beta, we are great. a mini family. We are friends first <laughs> and somewhat professional musicians second. <laughs> That's good. Where are we heading right now? Exhibit hall. We are exhibiting. What are we going to do today? <laughs> I'm going to work.
Okay, so how about that? We just came out of Helen Boulez's performance today. We heard her play Enescu um, and Jolivet, and she just killed it on that stage. Would you agree or disagree with me, Alyssa? Yes, uh, especially like the Jolivet, the Chantelinos. It's just a technical monster, and she just was extremely clean. And we were both noticing and a little bit envious of her her uh, circular breathing, which was awesome, and helped her phrases get very expansive in some of those dense texture, textures. So that was really Some awesome. extreme dynamic contrast right there. She just sounded beautiful. We want to say congrats to Helen for her wonderful performance through this recording. So fun to finally get to hear her in real, in real life, not on Instagram. We sound like uh, roadies. We are really big fans. So. We are roadies. <laughs> yeah, Self-awareness is good. <laughs> Are you ready to go for another improv? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Who are we check, here? Check, check. One, two, three. Melissa, right. Elsa, ah. and Jose. Valentino. Anyways. <laughs> Let's go for another improv. Project on the spot. How about we say everything that you're doing tomorrow? Like start with announcing the events. Well, we're playing today, Melissa today and at I. Four, right? At four, yes. yeah. What are we playing? We're playing a thing that we wrote together. Our first duet. Yeah. Nice. With what a bunch it called? of. It's called Head Scissors. Head Scissors. Yeah. What is your take on the Head Scissors? Well, the Head Scissors was the name of a uh, combat move in. That's right. Was it Mission Impossible? Yeah. Was this? Uh, she a killer? She was totally a killer. She was a badass lady out there fighting people, and her move would always be to jump on someone's shoulders and <laughs> squeeze them with her legs like scissors. Oh, I don't but anyway, it sounds like Arya Stark and Game of Thrones. I mean, also very cool. she's also very cool. So <laughs> it, you know, it can be a tribute to a lot of things. But that's nice. So this is happening today at four. It's happening today at four. We've brought all our pedals. Nice, so, so we're going to be rocking it. Yes. Ballroom J? Ballroom sure. J.
<laughs> so we are here with the one and only Jose Valentino Ruiz. Did I say that nice? Oh, wow, that was perfect. <laughs> Where are you from? Are you are you Greek? Oh yes, wow. I'm Greek. In the presence of Athena. Yes, I love Aphrodite. Athena. No, 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 no Athena. Athena. Yeah, yeah. Athena. She's the smart one. Yeah, the, yeah. The one that multitasks. The warrior. Exactly. Yes. Because the event is called The Happy Flutist. So you're going to play as part of The Happy Flutist. Yeah, The, the Happy Flutist is a really, um, a really unique uh, project, and a new, a new launched endeavor by the one and only, the great, the incomparable Jean-Paul. Jean right. Right. <laughs> and so you know, he has another name in between there, Dominique. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. has that name been all this time? Yeah. yeah, well, when he gets to make his album geared towards a romantic ballad, oh, then we'll probably, we'll probably, we'll yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> oh, so hi, John Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually a very nice project that yeah, he's yeah. doing. It just launched recently. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, on a more serious note, um, he, you know, uh, communicated with me last year, and he says, why don't we create music and, and just you know musical media content that can actually provide a service for flutists and really for all musicians but we're, we're just testing this out right for now for flutists uh, that need some type of motivation some type of even therapy you know what I mean yes. and so it's it's a think about a, a website that is somewhat of a free music therapy source for musicians. No, that's incredible. Because we are um, constantly giving and pouring of ourselves. And uh, and then I think, you know, that's that aspect of performance and teaching. And then we're also hustling constantly to, to look for opportunities, especially for those who are pursuing an entrepreneurial career as a freelance musician. Like the person I have right in front of me hey, right now. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, uh, you know, so it's important to have a platform that can actually cater to the emotional and spiritual needs of musicians. And so that's what this platform is. And so, you know, my role is simply as one of the composers, um, the, another fabulous composer, Melissa Keeling, she uh, did, I think, one or two numbers, and um, another guy, uh, Theo. Uh, did a number but uh, uh, yeah I mean he told me he said you know why don't you come up with one piece for each day of the week and kind of compose music that uh, would inspire a person to f complete that day and that day's needs so generally uh, a Monday you know we, we probably need just motivation to get in the week so we need a piece that will inspire motivation when you listen to it and so I did a cognitive translation process where I l thought about what are the types of sounds and things that people do when they are motivated and then translate that into the music through composition um, so we did that you know started off with seven pieces but then as I listened to it I said you know what I feel like I have more to give so then you know it's not so much about um, you know, listening to one piece for that day, but now there's ten pieces that you can 
listen to, and it's almost like each composition is prescribed for a particular thing that you need in your life right now. So, you know, whether it's encouragement, being still, uh, being inspired, you know, there's different Whatever themes. Whatever you need. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, what John Paul did is through his travels, you know, he's managed to capture beautiful videography of uh, different landscapes and nature and and, um, and we've also incorporated the audio and, and through the you know the video and the audio that he recorded um, with that music as well so you can actually just watch the video if you want or you can just do the audio or you can do the audio and the visual with the guided meditation that can kind of put you in a position to where you can be more focused and clear your head so um, I think it's a beautiful project. It's in its developing phase right now. Uh, you know, we want to get more music, more composers. Um, and uh, we, we want flutists to be happy. And yeah, so, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds so good. It's a very nice initiative because we all, as you said, we all give so much. Mm -hmm. And then it's nice to recoup and kind of find our center again so this morning that's how I started my day I actually went onto the website it's the happyflutist.com mm -hmm. and did the meditation uh, believe in me okay cool yes so it's a very nice experience it's you should try it out the happyflutist.com so we've had a wonderful conversation this far with Jose Valentino <laughs> Ruiz uh, Jose is the director of music business and entrepreneurship at the University of Florida, wow, and <laughs> a Trevor James flutes artist and a music producer. Yeah, so yeah. as we are coming close to an end for this interview, I really want for you to share with us what you do as a music producer. Yeah, you know, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, the word producer, uh, in many ways, it could even be just as obscure as the word flutist because a lot of people say, oh, cool, you play flute, you know, so... But what does it actually mean to be a flutist? Because you can do a lot of different things, different avenues while being a flutist, right? So it's the same thing with being a music producer. But when we break down the word producer, it's very similar to the word product. And so, uh, you know, one of the things that I have the facility to do and the joy of doing is, uh, and it's a deep passion of mine, is helping aspiring artists, aspiring groups uh, actually develop a, a, an album you know, um, that is of industry standard, high level industry standard, but I do it for a very affordable cost because I understand, you know, the ropes that it takes uh, to yeah. be a, a performer. And because uh, you've so, been there. Yeah, 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 exactly. I've had to do it myself, but so I, I provide a service as well, you know, through my LLC, JV Music Enterprises. And, you know, I work with artists and in, depending on what they do, maybe they have the compositions. Um, already done it's just a matter of recording so I provide the recording equipment or if they want me to help compose I work with people who just want to record new music maybe in a particular style so I've done a lot of different uh, projects like I did for Jim Walker um, uh, you know called We Are One an exploration of Latin American music uh, but then other artists outside of flute as well and, and even other flute artists as well you know so uh, uh, my friend Giovanni Perez, uh, he's also a music producer as well, and he's helped me a lot with my albums. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's one of my main roles, and, and one of the joys that I have is helping people develop a content so that 
that, that, that is just really high level in quality, not just sound quality, but just artistic quality. And the collaboration between yeah, people, yeah, yeah. synergy going on. And, and that's what I do. So it's like, you know, what, uh, what my aim is, is to help artists realize their dream and, and make it an actual reality, you know, in the form of, um, of an album that they can, uh, you know, monetize and promote later. Nice. Yeah. And you're also an Emmy Award winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tell us scoring. about that. Yeah, tell us about that project. Oh yeah. So you know, one of my former students, Gualo, um, you know, I, I taught him how to master albums, and you know, um, we worked a lot together, just creating music and stuff like that. And then he just shot off, uh, shot off, and, and just did amazing work over the the past five years, just getting so better as a musician, as a piano player, guitar player, and, and beatboxer. And so he had the opportunity to create music for um, a documentary called Art Vessel. And he says, hey, Doc, come and uh, you know join the fun. And so we uh, help assisted with um, the music. And uh, then later that documentary, we submitted it to, once it was completed, to different film festivals and and it won, you know, some local awards, regional awards, and then it was recognized by PBS TV station. They bought it, they played it as well, and uh, apparently it just it qualified for the Emmy Awards. And so <laughs> the director decided to just throw it out and just see what would happen, and then it won. Congratulations! <laughs> so it's you know it's the highest award for te- for television, arts, and sciences. Yes. So TV star, baby. TV star. <laughs> TV star. <laughs> well, not it's really, funny, but you know. like I've known you for so many years, but not really. This yeah, is yeah. the first time we're actually having such a good conversation sure. together, and it was a pleasure. Oh man! Yeah, yes, yeah. we're now shaking hands. We are shaking hands. <laughs> Join the fun. Yes, and uh, we'll be hearing you perform tomorrow. Yeah. We'll be there to record. We, right. me, and my. 16 personalities. Yes. <laughs> um, this is getting creepy right now. No, it's, it's all okay. It's all okay. Don't believe him. Don't believe him. <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Good morning, everyone. Today is the third day of the National Flute Association Convention, and we're going to start our day with Trevor James artist Melissa Killing. So we are here at the Exhibitor Showcase. It's Flute Specialist Showcase, and Melissa will be showcasing Robert Dick's Glissando head joint. So let's see. I think she's rehearsing right now as the event starts at 9 a.m. Let's listen to her play for a bit. electric flutist.
doesn't damage my flute, it fits on the alto, fits on the piccolo, I'm sure it would fit on a bass too. Um, and what I have going on here is it's going into this little box. I don't know if you can see it from here, but it's just a battery in a box and that just powers it. This piece is my brand new solo. I literally just finished it last week. It's called Tilt. It was inspired by pinball. I have a pinball uh, museum in my town and gotten a little addicted to pinball. I'm a gamer. And in pinball, if you like shake the machine a little bit, it like really helps you win and get points so the ball like bounces where you want. But if you do that too hard, you get a penalty and it's called tilt. And like the machine shuts down and the ball, like you lose a turn. So I personally don't mind to be that pinball player that gets tilted from time to time. And I like to think of that as an analogy in music that the glissando head joint of playing with effects is like tilting the music field.
So we are here with Hélène Boulege. Did I say that right? Bouleg. Bouleg. <laughs> yeah. So we are here with Hélène Bouleg. Um, she is the 2017 COVID competition winner, and she recently completed her recording um, of works by Jolivet with uh, the recording label Naxos. And she also is the second flute of the Luxembourg Philharmonique. And we are here in the United States where she came to do her U.S. debut. And she had a wonderful, actually, spectacular performance yesterday. And she wowed the audience. And today she's playing at the Gala Concerto at 8 p.m. What are you going to perform tonight? The Verhey Concerto. Nice. And she is going to talk to us a little bit about how she feels to be at NFA, what she likes about it, and if she recommends that people take a plane over to the U.S. for this convention. So, yeah, well, so my first NFA, and it has been so great. It's been like one a unique experience, and um, I would definitely recommend making the trip, even from Europe. I mean, it's, it's a long way, but it's totally worth it, and... It's so different here. I mean, I've been in one French flute convention, and of course here it's bigger because the states are much bigger than France and even the whole of Europe probably in the number of flutists. And um, there are so many different things to hear and so many different things to see and so many flute companies, exhibitors. And um, I mean, I, just, I don't... I don't even know where to start every day. I'm like, okay, I want to do that, that, and that, and that. And uh, I mean, I've got two options: either I choose some so, something, or I just curl up in a ball and cry because I can't do it. I can't make it to everything. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's hard to pick because there are so many different even, events uh, at every hour of the day, and so many different things to hear and new things that I had no idea existed or that something that's totally um, foreign to me. And people people are so different. I mean, European, uh, I, I, I love Europeans. I mean, I'm from there. But um, here people are so friendly, like really friendly. And they are just smiling to you. And, oh, yeah, how is your experience here? And, and yes, and I can just talk to anybody and ask questions. And I never have the impression I'm disturbing people, you know. And it's so great because this atmosphere is just uh, so supporting and I mean I, of course I had like some nerves yesterday morning when I woke up but then when I stepped on stage it was all gone because people are here to listen to a concert and to have fun and I don't think they're here to judge and I mean of course I, I'm, I also played works that uh, lots of people knew uh, amongst others uh, Chandlinos by Jolivet and I mean everybody knows this piece and if you're playing a wrong note everybody will hear it <laughs> but I don't think people are here to just count the mistakes and this atmosphere it just really it helps bring out the best so yeah it's great I, I'm already thinking about will I make it next year if I'm free I probably will try to make it next year even if I don't perform because it's just such a great experience and I think even if you don't perform actually then you make the most out of it because then you I mean I'm performing a lot I played two times yesterday and I'm playing today and so the priority of course is for me to rest to uh, spare my energy for the concerts and to practice so I don't make it to as much as many events as I would like to and well it's okay of course it's okay it's I'm so <laughs> happy too many. yeah <laughs> and I'm so happy I'm performing and I'm so honored I'm performing tonight for the gala concerto but um I think if I come back and I don't perform, I will just be able to make it to so many events, so it will be worth it anyway.
Nice. So what has been one or your top three favorite events this far that you've attended? Well, uh, it's tough to say, I must say. I Well, I you know this first gala concert, I, I'm in love with Irish music. So when I saw it on the program, I was like, oh, I really, really, really want to go and um, so I went and I uh, it moved me so much actually after the concert I wrote an email an email to the group Cherish the Ladies and because I I just I couldn't stop crying during the concert that's actually (laughs) a bit embarrassing but you know I love it so much this music and then it was this this piece by Gage uh, which he composed and it was with this, all these variations and I didn't know you could bring so many different sounds out of a flute and wow, I'm, I, I was old, you know. And then, of course, I loved the first concert I hear. I heard that was a Beta Quartet concert, which is, <laughs> which is really impressive, you know, because, well, obviously, uh, they play everything by heart. I did not pay her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you're playing everything by heart, and that in itself is, uh, we can only commend it because it's, uh, it's a feat. And, and it was great because, of course, you're free to do whatever you want on stage. And that's, that's really inspiring to play more by heart. And, yeah, uh, this is hard to say. Uh, yesterday I went to the Velocity concert because I, there was, I want, really wanted to hear Nicole Esposito. And, you know, she played this piece I didn't know by Connaisson. Mm-hmm. Which is a, who is a the French composer? Yeah, Le Rire de Sarai. <laughs> and uh, I, or, I only knew the Techno Parade by Connaisson, and now, now I know, okay, I will love every piece of him, I think. So, yes, yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, well, and I'm looking forward to the next concerts as well. And I mean, I didn't hear a lot because I, well, obviously I wanted to, to practice and to take care of. Uh, of myself to be able to perform at my best until tonight so and then tomorrow I make it to all the events I'll try <laughs> that's that's really incredible um, we we were so excited I know I'm, I'm speaking for beta right now that we were very excited to have you there and see you for posting our stories and everything because we we were surprised with how many people we knew actually carved out time yes yes yesterday was very surprised as well because uh, for my first recital i mean um it was in a big ballroom and i didn't expect so many people because at the same time there was like i don't remember what everything was at the same time but there was this south african music and i really if i hadn't played i would have liked to go there and also to this performance anxiety workshop well lecture which looked very very promising and yeah, I mean, I thought people would be like all over the place, except in this recital, because I mean, everybody heard a thousand times Chandelinos. But I must say, also in the first part of this recital, I was lucky because I had the great honor to play with Gage, and I mean, he made such an impression on Thursday evening yes. that people wanted to hear him again. I think, and so yeah, I, I was very happy to see so many people. That's great. Um, Talk to us a little bit about your recording project. You've recorded so many works by Zolivet. All of them. Yes. I recorded all of them. <laughs> the complete flute works. It has been, I think, the single hardest thing I've done in my life. You know? Was that a project that you chose you wanted to do? Did somebody suggest it? It's a long story, actually. Well, when I came back from the Kobe competition, I had an email in my inbox from a German label that was another label than like Naxos saying, okay, do you want to record? And I was like, yeah, sure, I want to record. And then they sent me the conditions, you know, and then I had no idea about anything, you know. I'm, I was totally new to this. And so I didn't know you had to pay to do a recording. And they sent me, okay, it's going to be 10,000 euros. And I said, okay. 
And you know, I knew some people in Luxembourg who knew some people who were in this business, and I asked, okay, are these the normal conditions? And then um, after a few emails here and there, I learned that yes, it's normal. You just have to pay a lot to do a recording. And but would you would you really want this label? And I'm like, you know, I, that's that's not my idea. I wouldn't have thought about doing a recording, so I don't really care for which label. I'm just asking around. And then um, it was actually Remy Franck, is uh, quite well known in the, in the music world, at least in Europe. And uh, he told me, yeah, uh, what would you like to record? And so I thought, okay, what would I like to record? I've got two options. I can do this debut, a, a debut CD with like a red dress on the cover and like common fantasy and everything that everybody will want to hear, but that has been recorded a million times. Or I can record something that really means a lot to me deep inside and that actually uh, that I play best and that would be Jolive music. And so I said I would like to record some Jolive works. And so Remy Franck knew um, Remy Franck knew uh, the big boss of Na- Naxos Deutschland. And so he, they agree, well, he agreed for me to sign with them to record some Jolive works. So at first it was like that. And then when I first met uh, Marco Battistella, my producer, we were having coffee and then I joked, and yeah, and sometimes in 10 years we will do a second CD with the other works and I will have done the complete flute works, which hadn't, hadn't been done in quite a long time. I think there are only two recordings of the complete flute works. And they're quite old now. And so, but he didn't take that as a joke. It was as a joke. It was like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. I love the idea. <laughs> and so I had no idea how much work, how much investment it was going to be. I mean, financial investment, but energy and time and practice and, and so much stress. Because the first CD, it was, it was hard to record, but it was just solo flute works and um, with piano that's the CD that, that uh, was um, released in February and the second one <laughs> this one was tough because you have a work with clarinet and then you have of course the concerto with orchestra and you've got uh, the work with uh, percussions and the thing with harp and with harp and viola and with harp and bassoon and I think that's all but that's already a lot so um, it was so hard to you know find the musicians find the dates to record to rehearse and one musician actually had an accident just before the recording so we have we had to reschedule and then another was injured just before the reschedule date so we had to change the musicians it was it was really so hard you know but we did it in the end and i'm very happy with the result actually and now it's uh, it's the label has it and it's gonna be out next year in march so oof. yes but it was really the toughest thing ever, especially because I was record when I signed the, the contract. I had no idea that I would get this job in Stuttgart in Germany, and then I had to move, and I was on probation, so it was like I had to practice a lot for probation. But I still had to practice for Jolivet, and there was just so much going on. And then I had to move back, and so <laughs> so yeah. But um, now it's done, and you know, during during the whole thing, I thought. I will never, never do that again, and I will forever remember how hard it was. And it was so hard. There were st- there were times I thought it will it will never be worth the pain, you know. But now that it's done, 
I'm very happy. So it was worth the pain. But you, yes. when you're in the middle of it, it's like really hard. If it's of any consolation, it sounded phenomenal. Well, and thank you. <laughs> exactly because it's been many years since mm. another work like this was, uh, another project like this mm. was recorded. Yours is very fresh. Yes. <laughs> people yeah. will go to it. Well. Will be attracted to it. I hope so. Uh, at least I'm very happy it's there now. And um, yes, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, what was painful was not the recording in itself. Every time we actually recorded, it went very well with the musician, and it was actually quite the leap of faith because I recorded with musicians I had never played with before. And but you know, it's like that. You have to find musicians in date, and it actually fits every time. So that that was really really great. But before the recording, all the organization that was that was hard. So you live in Luxembourg now? Yes, I'm back in Luxembourg to my former uh, from my former job, my former orchestra because the probation in, in Stuttgart didn't work out. But I'm very happy they kept my position open for me in Luxembourg, and it's you know I love it there. It's the country is great, the people are great, the orchestra is great. We have a great concert hall. Yeah, I love everything in Luxembourg. So it's it's good to be back as well, you know. Nice, beautiful. So if you want to follow Helen. You can find her on Instagram, Facebook, and give us your website too. Well, it's uh, www.elenbouleg.com. So it's H-E-L-E-N-E-B-O-U-L-E-G-U-E.com. And of course, it's needless to say that you can purchase her album online. And you can also find it on Spotify and iTunes. I think all the streaming all platforms. Nice. So, uh, happy listening. And we will head on with the rest of the events of the 47th National Food Association Convention. Ooh, that came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? That's two people playing native, almost in two natively. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. It's like very wavy but cool at the same time. I well, love when you hear it through a curtain and you don't know what's going on. <laughs> We're here at NFA with Elsa Nilsson. We are at her signing of in Between the Beats. Between the Beats. Between the Beats, her new book, Strengthening Rhythmic Relationships for Melodic Instruments. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us more about this marvelous new project? It's, um, it's a method designed to help with growing your sense of relationship to your rhythm and your depth of rhythm. So it's not style specific. It's not... Like, you can do this with any music that you love. It's just about feeling like you're inside the music instead of playing on top of the music. Nice. So getting inside it and being able to really bring all the good stuff out of your music instead of feeling scared that you're hanging on to what's going on around you. But and you also like, had a performance yesterday. I did. I played with the awesome Melissa Keeling. Is she and here? She's right here. Is I can touch her. Us? Is she with us? I, I'm poking her shoulder right now. <laughs> Is she right here? Yeah, I can't believe it. I'm in your midst. <laughs> okay. well, so we have both Melissa and Elsa here, both Trevor James artists. Yeah. Whoa. What just was happened? Thunder inside the building. Okay, so we started with uh, native flute, Silvos <laughs> and Dune, and now we have rain. That's awesome. There's a spell being cast. So maybe it's time to talk about head scissors. Let's talk about head scissors. Well, I was just so honored to finally get to perform with you, Elsa. Oh, me that too. was that like was so fun. My most exciting moment of NFA was getting to play with you. I can't believe I was got that opportunity. So thank you for writing that piece with me. And yeah, that was really fun. It was super fun. Yeah. 
So I can't wait to see, you know, maybe we can do something again in the future. I'd love to. We need more electric flute duets. We need more pedals, too. We both need to get some more pedals. What pedal should we get, Elsa? Um, Well, next time I have to bring my delay. Oh, yes. you got to have a delay. How can you play electric flute without delay? I don't know. I mean, I usually, but, yeah. I I think we both need a reverb pedal. Yes, I need a reverb pedal. I have it on my V20, but it's just not the best (laughs) reverb. A dedicated reverb. Right. I usually hate reverb on flute, actually. Really? Yeah, because you can't hear your articulation. I feel like we've all kind of met at NFA. Yeah, we met at NFA, too. So NFA is definitely a meeting point. It is, and what I like about it is everybody who's here is really passionate. And going to the performances, there's so many really incredible musicians who work so hard to play here. So no matter what you go see... You're going to see things that you expect, you're going to see things that you don't, and you're going to get to experience things that are outside of your normal, which is really nice. It's nice to have it all in one place and four days of just everything. Four days of craziness. It's a little nuts. <laughs> yeah. I hug a lot of trees. <laughs> so People do weird do. things. Yes. <laughs> but that's a good thing. Yes. So everybody, check out Elsa Nilsson's Between the Beats. The book. Yes. You can find it online. You can find it at bumblebeecollective.com. Um, you can also find it through my website, which is elsanilsonmusic.com. And you can also follow her on Facebook and Instagram to see some cool videos of what she does. And Melissa, where can we find your works? My website, melissakeeling.com. And please follow me on Instagram at underscore Melissa Keeling. Nice. You definitely need to follow those ladies. They're doing amazing things. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll be back. Kitchaturian in the background. Yes, now. that's the yeah. good concerto. Yeah, that's the good violin concerto. 
It is a So, the crazy people talking on the microphone right now, <laughs> it's FDR Kudis and Joshua Johnson. Hi. Did you say that with a nice, big, resonant American sound? You did. It was fantastic. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Nice. So, for all of you who don't know Joshua, and I think it's just a few of you, <laughs> You're he very plays sweet. Uh, flute, piccolo, and alto flute. Correct. Uh, in New York City for Broadway. The Yiddish revival of Fiddler on the Roof. Nice, which was yes. originally uh, for five weeks and it got extended. To yes, we are in our second year. Come see us. We are running for sure into 2020. So if you're in New York anytime in the next six months, <laughs> pop if by. If you're coming by. <laughs> hear, me, hear me try to play the alto flute and the third octave in tune with the trumpet. It's a good time and for everyone. Aren't you the only one right now that owns a Sankyo that goes all the way down to a low A? I am fact, <laughs> am holding it in my hand right now, polishing it for all of the all of the social media kids who want to try it. Yes, I own the only A foot Sankyo with a C sharp trill key ever made in the history of the world. And he also works for Sankyo flutes. And I also work for Sankyo flutes. Which, and isn't that a fun we coincidence? Have to kind of like shoot our horn a little bit because <laughs> I've owned a Sankyo flute. For the last 10 years. That is correct. You and are a card-carrying member of Team Sankyo. Yes. Hashtag Team Sankyo. Yes. Sankyo <laughs> Flutes on Instagram. So, I don't know if it's... Uh, I'm, I play on a Sankyo and I play on a Trevor James Alto. So, I feel we are connected. We are we, a family. We are. I also... <laughs> speaking of one-of-a-kind things that, that don't exist anywhere else in the world, I also own the only wood flute Trevor James ever produced. Killing me? Killing me. You know, I have it with me Take if you want to try it later. Try. Yes. It's right. So that back right over there. I would love to try it later. Let's make the trip over NFA to America. is the place. Yeah. And get your flute Absolutely. and a bag for us so that you can travel back. Or all flutes <laughs> plus or just flutes in the UK. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. That's great. Well, it's a wrap. It has been a pleasure to talk to you both. Thank you, Andrew, So much too. fun. Yes. This is Alyssa Schwartz from the Beta Quartet. I'm here with Levitt Flute Company, and we're going to learn a little bit about their flutes. So I'm here with Lev Levitt and David Houston. So can you tell us a little bit about your flutes? Tell us kind of your process, um, what's the appeal of them? Like, let us know what your instruments are like. Very often we are asked why we got into the very saturated flute markets with our flute. And uh, the answer uh, always was the same thing. There are many cars in the road. The second Tesla comes into play, everybody loves Tesla. Levitt fluted that kind of Tesla. It is beautifully designed. It is spectacularly executed. And this is flute that have longevity and will never let you down. David, it is you too. <laughs> As a flutist and a flute maker for many years, uh, the idea of making a flute is very appealing to me. As, because I get to put my own uh, my own ideas not, it's not really my ideas but I get to experience an instrument from uh, the flutist standpoint uh, from design of the head joint to the feel of the body and this is part of my job in finishing the flutes from the uh, installation of the pads is this flute going to be reliable again for a flutist who's looking for this flute uh, an instrument that's never going to let them down uh, and give them the security they need um, and also the sound capabilities right. awesome wonderful Colton and Nicholas why would you recommend that anybody comes to the NFA especially if they're not Americans if they're coming from Europe 
I think because there are flutists from all over the world that do come to this event, it's a fantastic place to hear what everybody's doing across the world and to hear the different level of studios and players and professors from all around. Yeah. (laughs) And on the material side of that, I think that um, for anyone, it's a fantastic opportunity for them to gather in one space where there are so many providers of all thing flute. So they don't have to wait for shipping. They don't have to, you know, wait for materials to become available in order to get them. And also there's incredible deals. And I recommend pack light before you come. That way you have room in your bag to take home all your music. There you go. Thank you for sharing this with me. So this is a wrap, everyone. The fourth day of the National Flute Association Convention here in Salt Lake City. Utah is coming close to an end, and it has been a great one. Congratulations to everyone. Uh, We're looking forward to NFA next year in Dallas, Texas, from August 6th to 9th. So book your tickets and come to NFA because it's really great, and you get to meet people from around the world. Uh, This is Eftihir Arkutis, and it was great hosting this podcast. Well, thank you, FTF, for such an interesting podcast. It looks like I'm going to have to up my presentation on podcast game before you pinch my Talking Flues extra podcast seat. Bravo also to the Beta Quartet, who stole the show with their performances. What wonderful ladies. Next week, Claire is back with her Talking Flutes podcast, where she is answering more of your fluty questions that have been sent in. So until then... Thank you again to FTR and wishing you a wonderful musical week ahead. Goodbye. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.